when we operate from a victim mentality, we disempower ourselves. And when you're disempowered, how the fuck are you going to do anything? How are you going to change your life? You've got to take responsibility and own all this shit and just face the truth of what you are actually doing and not make it about someone else. Again, turning your attention to something outside of yourself as the reason why you don't have enough money or you haven't found the partner that you're looking for or that you have to wear a mask in the world. That's Jay Brown, and this is episode 404 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. How can we bring awareness and reverence to all the little mundane elements of our life and begin from that platform of sacred relationship to the self to begin to orient towards others in that same way? If you felt bad with the last millionth of a second, well, let go of the things that were making you feel bad that millionth of a second and be new right this millionth of a second. If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. What goes through your mind when you hear the word CBD? Is it confusion? Is it clarity? Well, our partner Cured Nutrition has full clarity on 100% organically farmed cannabidiol. Say that like five times fast, cannabidiol, cannabidiol. <laughs> it's way more than just CBD. It can be quite confusing out there in the world with cannabidiol and CBD. I simplified it. I did the research for the past two years. I found Cured Nutrition. I interviewed Joe on the podcast. It's episode 300. This is all the parts of the plant. They use the entire plant. You get the rich terpenes, the healing compounds that allow you to sleep well and move well. And multiple scientific research studies are showing promise around cannabidiol for pain management better digestion, and essentially amazing sleep by turning off your mind so you can rest. This full spectrum, 100% organically farmed hemp is grown in the sunshine rays of Colorado. I don't know if you've been to Colorado, but it's the perfect place to harvest powerful nutrients and plant medicine. That's really what this is. Medicine for your body and soul. I like to take the full dropper of the extra strength from Cured and put it under my tongue. I hold it for about a minute and I feel, me personally, this gives my digestion and my stomach this warm, calming, almost buzzing feeling. Give Cured a test drive. They support the show. They also support you with 15% off. Just use the code wellnessforce at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured and you get 15% off your organically farmed full spectrum hemp. The best on the market. I've tried almost all of them. This is the top of the food chain. Go to wellnessforce.com forward slash cured and use your code wellnessforce to get 15% off so you can sleep well, love yourself, and love your purchase. Welcome back to Wellness Force, my people. It's Josh Trent, your guide on today's journey. And we all know life is short. Life is precious. So why do we? Why do we waste time holding back our love? Most people don't even know what love really is because the truth is we have all been taught some warped version of love that always comes with conditions from parents, from society, from school, like you name it. But as a global community right now, it's top of heart, top of mind. We're all craving love right now more than ever before. We're the most connected, we're the most disconnected. But if you yourself have found relationship repeating after relationship or friendship after friendship that doesn't seem to work out even more, they always seem to have the same core issues of heartbreak or poor boundaries. This podcast today will change your life. I can reflect back on an episode I did with Lauren Zandler. 
uh, number 248 and 317. She wrote this book called Maybe It's You. Listen to that. Maybe It's You. And it takes a true courageous person to have the awareness and the emotional intelligence to admit that maybe the repeated patterns in their life isn't the other people. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's you. Make sure you go back and listen to those episodes with Lauren. They're powerful. They're linked in the show notes as a perfect precursor and self-study to the terrain we're going to embark upon today. And my guest today is a life and personal development coach at the highest level, working with pro athletes, professional musicians, entertainment pros on how they can identify self-sabotage and manifest love through a breakthrough science called holodynamics. But most of all, my guest today is a brother. He's a fellow traveler into different realms as we have sat together for plant medicine ceremonies and deeper men's work going back all the way to 2014, actually, where I got to see firsthand just exactly how much Jay has walked his talk to be able to let go of the sabotage and scarcity that he battled with for so many years. Now he gets to turn it around and share it with us on this podcast. We're gonna learn how we can deprogram our old beliefs, why it is exactly we seek validation from others, and the big bite of wisdom that's juicy. You can sink your teeth into this one. Holodynamics for personal transformation. We'll talk about why these holodynes or thought forms run on an unconscious level so deep. Many people have been programmed for codependency their whole lives, and they don't even know it. We'll learn how in order to break free from old patterns, we first have to have the awareness and the wisdom to identify where they are running our lives. I love Jay with all my heart. I trust him. I trust that you will get so much out of this podcast. Please do wellness force a favor. Share this podcast. Share this podcast with someone who you care about, who's been repeating bad relationship after bad relationship. Maybe it's somebody in your work. Maybe it's a family member, somebody you know has trouble with self-sabotage. You never know just how your act of generosity can make someone else's life completely transform. Also, as we enter into this time of learning with Jay, take a deep breath. (sighs) Place your hand on your heart at the center of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual wellness. And pray for everyone that's fighting an internal battle. As the faces on the street that we pass by every day, there's this quote I've heard, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. We all deserve love and compassion, starting with the love we give to ourselves so we can then give it to others. This is what the world needs right now. I know this from my own personal experience, and I know you're going to feel what I'm sharing and what you'll learn from Jay wherever you are. So take those deep breaths. Share love and compassion today to someone Because that is where any manifestation starts, not in some new age woo-woo way, but in a practical way that'll change the world. So many of us go through life without ever really understanding the depths of what love truly is. Let's unfold this with Jay Brown. Jay Brown, welcome to Wellness Force, man. It's been a long time coming. Thank you for coming on the show, brother. It's a pleasure to be here. And I just remembered the last time I was on the podcast was actually in Rhythmia. That's right. Back in the day, it seems like, I don't know if you can relate to this as we dive into a conversation that who knows where it's going to go. We're going to let spirit guide this thing, but it seems like so much time has passed yet. It was just a snap of the fingers ago. Like time is this linear construct that has made in the, the mind of human beings. Yet we live in a world, Jay, especially right now, that is so much more than 3D. Like, can you just unpack for people? What you do here in the 3D, if they don't know anything about Jay, Jay Brown, Soul Factory, 
your coaching, your leadership in the world? Like, how would you explain what Jay Brown does here in the 3D? Mm. Well, my main focus in my life as it is today is to free myself. And when I say that, it's freeing myself of all the limiting beliefs, the programs, the conditions of what the status quo has told us, what my parents have told me unconsciously that has driven me to not be fully who I am. And that then enables me to guide others in that same process because many of us are running these programs unconsciously that cause us to do things that create pain and suffering in our life. And we do things that are unhealthy and that are not our soul's calling. And so to remove all of those things that cause us to look at life in a way that drives unhealthy patterns of behavior, my work is to do that. It's an excavation process and remove all those things that don't allow us to be our true self in the world. So you use the uh, the art of voice and the articulate articulation of head to heart to be able to like dig out the things in people's psyche that are really not serving them, almost like a bad groundwater. We get poisoned in life, man. We we run these programs that we learn and we learn them so early, Jay. We learn them so early, man. I just got back from a massive 10-day vision quest. Um, it's something that cracked me wide open. You and I had a lot of shared experiences, one of them being ayahuasca, where we went down to Costa Rica and we had our hearts and souls completely cracked wide open. I'll tell you, my life was never the same after we got home. And my life will never be the same after coming home from this. When you look back on your life, what were some of the biggest turning points that made Jay Brown who he is? Because I know you as a brother, a man who is just leading life from his heart, truly what Hawkins talks about, the head to heart connection, like that's who you are. So what were some of the points that, um, that really turned you into the Jay Brown that you are in this moment? Mm. Mm. Well, the first things that come to me is um, I was married, now divorced. That divorce happened in 2013. In that same year, several months later, my little sister passed away suddenly. <clears throat> Those two key moments were significant turning points in my life. And reason being is because it forced me to face things that I wasn't willing to face or that, <clears throat> or that I was turning away from. And by turning away from those things I wasn't facing, this was ultimately creating the pain and suffering that I had been experiencing, which I wasn't conscious of. And so the universe needed to create some experiences for me, or I should say experiences that I created for myself so that I could actually face what I needed to face, which then sent me on a trajectory to really look inside of myself and 
as I mentioned, excavate that which needed to be excavated so that I could be fully more myself. And that's a process that's lifelong, you know, as you know. And even as I say, those moments caused me to turn inward only slightly because now looking back, you know, at my experiences, I was still turning away, even though I was doing the spiritual work, right? doing the transformation work and doing the workshops and doing the plant medicine and doing this and doing that. Looking back at all those moments now, at first I was thinking I'm doing a great thing. And, and I was, there's no doubt about that, but it almost became another tool, right? The plant medicines and the workshops and the community of really positive people became more tools to turn away from, the thing that I needed to face. How so, man? Because unpack that a little bit, because I, I know what you're saying. It's easy to shine light other people because on the other end of the flashlight, it's dark. But like, what do you mean by that back then? So as you know, part of my journey back in 2013, after these significant moments happened, yeah. I created um, what's called the Evo Room. Okay, short for evolutionary room and so the evo room down in san diego became a place where people would convene to find themselves to relieve their stress their depression their anxiety whatever it is that they were going through and my work was to bring in the experts the knowledge and create experiences that were designed to help people find the solutions to their pain and their suffering, okay? Now, as I was doing this, unbeknownst to me at the time, after I would take people through these experiences, they would have, you know, these really amazing highs and feel incredible. And as a result of that, they would turn to me and because I was the facilitator of these experiences, they would say, Jay, you are incredible. You are amazing. You know, you're this, you're that. Totally gassing me up, right? And it was all from positive intent. I know that. But what that was doing to me that I didn't recognize at the time was creating this codependent relationship where getting that validation from people would help me cover up pain that I was experiencing. It was a way for me to turn away from that pain by doing more and more of these experiences masked under the idea that I was helping people was actually a strategy for me to again, avoid really going where I needed to go and do the things that I needed to do to truly let go and excavate the strategy, the program, the conditioning, that thing that was driving me to look outside of myself for the validation, for people to say how amazing I was so that that could feed me the energy that I wasn't generating within myself. 
And so I used that for years as a strategy and it became an awesome thing for a lot of people. And yes, absolutely. It helps so many people. It enabled me to meet you. It enabled me to garner a skill set that now I can use to really, truly help people. But I was, it was so unconscious that I was doing this, that I was continuing to feed the demon because I was helping people. It was so subtle. And many people don't even recognize that they're still in these codependent strategies, even though they're doing the work, right? And they're helping so many people, yet they don't realize how they're taking energy from other people because they're not able to generate that energy within themselves because this is what we were taught from our parents, right? Like our parents said, you need to go wash the dishes. You need to go do this. You need to go do that. So our attention, I'll just speak for myself. My attention was then focused on what they wanted, not the impulse and what my heart desired, right? So over time, that trains us to just turn our attention to others. That trained me to turn my attention to others. And that's the strategy or the program that I had been running with for most of my life. And this Mm. is what happens to a majority of people because parents don't know any better. They're like, do what I tell you to do. I am the parent. But they don't realize that by not allowing the the child to make their choice to be free in who they are, it is causing them to turn their attention in a direction that isn't towards themselves. So then it's about proving to my parents or to other people and doing what the status quo is telling me to do so that I can feed myself the energy that I need instead of knowing how to regenerate that from myself. And so Mm. the personal growth industry, a lot of what people are doing or what I was doing in the coaching world is rooted in this type of dynamic and people don't even see it because it is rampant, Jay, it is rampant. And thank you for articulating that so cleanly. Because everybody can understand that when you're always seeking external validation, then you can never actually fill your own cup. It's impossible because you're literally taking the power of change, the power of choice, the power of anything. You take it out of your two hands, you put it in somebody else's hands so that you constantly have to be on blast for everyone else's expectations. And then what do we do? We develop disease. We gain weight. We uh, have relationships that don't work. Like universe is always, spirit is always giving us guideposts. But what is it about the human spirit? And what is it about your human spirit that allowed you to shift? I've seen you personally, no joke, no doubt. I've seen you in the past 18 months, two years, shift so radically in your own life that I've even come to you at times for counsel. And I've been like, Jay, what are you doing, man? Because I want some of whatever you're doing, you know? And and the reason I say that is because we are all continually on the path. So to go back, what was it about, you know, from 2013 up to around 2017, 2018, maybe even 2019, what did you uncover in yourself that changed that dynamic of external versus internal validation? How did you truly begin to fill your own cup? 
to be honest, it's actually only been in the last year that I've been really truly seeing it. Like I was aware of it to some degree and some level, you know, within the last maybe three years, but to truly understand it at the level that I do now, it's only been in the last year and, and honestly in the last like several months as a result of a relationship that I attracted into my life, who, you know, now Nora, you got to, to meet her the last time you and I were on the phone and she has been, um, what is her nickname? She's got a cool nickname, <laughs> the spiritual shank or what, what, what was her name? Petite shank. Cause she's like, Petite five shank. Foot, you know, yeah. two or something like that. Yes. And, um, she has this knack for being able to cut through bullshit. Mm. She has eyes that can see into an individual's consciousness at the level that a lot of people just don't have to see how even, you know, the, the subtleties that a lot of people can't see. And she's like, what is that? This is off. That's out of integrity. You're masking this in, you know, thinking that you're helping someone, but this is what you're actually doing. Mm. Shanking, right? Which it's petite shank because there's, you know, nice little jabs that aren't going to fucking kill you. Right. But they're going to make you pay attention because it fucking hurts. <laughs> right. And then look at what is it? What, what is she speaking about? And I'm not always so good to be honest about turning towards myself. I have, you know, uncovered recently, even some strategies to utilize my knowledge, you know, and, um, and just being defensive or, I mean, I have so many strategies to turn away from that thing I need to see as, as yeah. something that I'm st still even, even uncovering now, you know, and there's other parts of me that are really fucking powerful. And she sees that, right. And she's like, I'm not allowing for you to use those strategies that, you know, can, and people probably see it. They just can't consciously like, attune themselves to a degree to understand what I may be doing or what others are doing, but she has that and she can speak it into the space so that I can see it and other individuals can see it. So I really attribute a lot of what I've just been speaking into to her, this understanding of how we are stealing energy, how I've, I've been stealing energy from others in my coaching practice, how, you know, people are doing that in the world of entertainment, how our government steals energy from us. And, you know, this is why, as you mentioned, this E starts to happen because if you aren't using the energy that the divine gives to you, right? To fill your own cup and allow the cells of your body to be, to have the sustenance from that energy. And then you're giving it away and then needing to steal from someone else. Like that dynamic mm. is what's fucking people up in the world. It's, it's yes. been fucking me up in the world. It's a big point that you made because the right woman comes along and it doesn't matter how you relate. You could be in a, in a hetero, you could be in a homo, you could be in any kind of relationship you want. The right partner comes along for you and I, it's a woman. The right woman comes along. The next thing you know, 
light is shined in a mirror that you never even knew existed. And that gleaming wisdom comes through a conscious partner. It's like, there's no way to see that on your own. So are you attributing your success with your clients that are pro athletes, uh, that are in Hollywood people literally, I don't even think people understand who you work with people at the highest levels of quote society, which we're going to have to talk about society later on in our chat too. But these people, um, they need to operate at the highest levels, whether it's athletics or whether it's personal development or whether it's business, the strategies that you've learned, it started for you way back with Dr. Vernon Wolf, who's somebody that you introduced me to. And I got to go meet out there in Arizona, this, um, unpack for us, just the road of all the tools you've gathered and which might be a lot of tools. So maybe just give us the top tools besides conscious relationship with your partner. What were the other tools that you gathered along the way that allows you to operate with these VIP people? Well, you had mentioned Dr. Wolf, which, um, who I got to speak to a couple of days ago because, you know, the, the friend that I'm taking through this process and business partner that I'm taking through this process right now, part of the process is I connect her to some of the greatest masters that I know in this game of transformation so that she can have access to their wisdom to help her in her process. Right. Cause usually how, you know, personal growth works is there will be an organization I can do this and give you all the, you know, the solution that you need. But the way that we've approached it in this process is here are a number of modalities that you have access to. These are my friends. These are the modalities that I've used in my life. And now you have access to them, right? So I got to speak to Dr. Wolf a couple of days ago. So to answer your question, what Dr. Wolf created with this modality called Holodynamics um, is the main tool that I've been using in my life. It's the backbone of my own personal growth and transformation. And just for everyone to understand what it is, is Holodynamics is a conglomerate conglomeration of all the sciences that Dr. Wolf has studied to understand what consciousness is right? And how consciousness unfolds. And then he created techniques within this understanding of this multidimensional experience of life that we are having. And with the tracking method and the technique that he designed and developed, this allows an individual to go into other dimensions of reality, one of them being our subconscious, where most of our programming lies that drives our actions and behaviors. And so if you do not know how to go into your subconscious to understand and become aware of your programming, then it is very difficult, if not impossible for you to change the behaviors and actions that ultimately lead you to manifesting painful experiences in your life. So with the tracking method, I've learned how to go into my own subconscious, help other people to do that, to identify 
what are those limiting beliefs? What are those programs? What are those energies that lie beneath our consciousness to where we cannot see them? They're just operating there in the background, influencing every moment of our lives and every decision that we make. And so that is one of the main ones that I've been using. It's so big, Jay. There, there is a science of sabotage. It's not just um, articulated thought. So everything that you've been through, both with like client experience and with your own work, this is the book for those of us on YouTube together. This is Holodynamics by Dr. Vernon Wolf. I'm just going to read a quick passage. I was in prep for our show. I was thinking about this. And mm. This is the message that's coming through here. And this is Holodynes. This is a concept I learned from Dr. Wolf, who you introduced me to, who you've learned from, who now that knowledge and that science really of sabotage has gone out to heal some of the most powerful people in the world. So holodynes are these thought forms which have the power to cause things to happen. Holodynes are single self-sufficient units of the quantum force, fundamental units of the one dynamic whole and holodynamic universe. These holodynes respond to all dimensions of the mind model. They both have a particle and a wave. When I read that, everything literally made sense. I'm not trying to be reductionistic. Like things just made sense, Jay, because I thought, okay, not only did I sit with Dr. Wolf and he told me this, but then in reading the book that you had referred me to, I started to really understand that sabotage that we learn from our mother and father, who they learned from their grandmother and their grandfather, is these microtubules within our cell. It is a biological, it is also a quantum spiritual energetic, uh, both force and power that we are either in awareness of or not. So can you unpack that in your own language, with your own experience? Because this is not just woo. I mean, I, lo I love some woo, but there's science to this too. This is real, rational, linear thinking as well as the quantum. Yeah. I'll just share a story, you know, that I think helps to encapsulate what this means for all the people that are listening and for you and I. Okay. So Dr. Wolf went into the Soviet Union at the time of the Cold War. Okay. And what he effectively did was change the way that the leaders of the Soviet Union at that time, how they saw the world and how they saw the enemy to a degree that in large part helped end the Cold War. Okay. Not lightweight. After that, the, the Soviet Union started to create holodynamic centers to help all of the people in that part of the world, okay? There were people that didn't like this. So what they did is try to assassinate Dr. Wolf with uranium. And I, I forget the word or how to say it. It's like shazine or something like that. So it was a combination of uranium and this particular um molecule right that normally kills people within six months to a year and you can barely feel the jab when someone injects you with this okay so he was telling the story the other day he told told this story when i first met him back in 2006 um but i asked him i'm like you were able to survive that when 99.9 percent .9 of people they're dead within six months to a year how did you do that? What did, how did you use holodynamics and that whole method to do that? He said, well, everything 
is an information system. So energy is information, right? So this microphone, that plant behind me, you know, me as an individual, the cells in my body, everything has information in it, right? And you have the ability to communicate with that information. So what Dr. Wolf learned how to do using his modality is learn the language of certain objects and, and things in the world that have information systems inside of them. And by learning the language, he could understand what it's trying to do in the world, what's in what its intention in the world is, how it actually operates in physical reality. And by having that understanding, he was able to effectively learn the language of the uranium and this shazine or whatever it was that he got injected with, which he told us is a very complex system. And so it would shift in the matrix of reality every time he tried to look at it and communicate with it because it didn't want to change. But he kept learning the language so much so that he was able to change the physical structure of this thing so that it could exit his body and ultimately enable him to heal. Was he sitting and, and convening with it? Was he meditating in the stillness? Like how did he access that in the quantum? So the word holodynamics, if you break it down, it's um, holographic, right? Um, and the dynamics of the holographic universe ultimately. And what that means is, we exist in a, a reality where it's basically images, right? That are being projected from the universe, the divine or whatever into our experience. So I am a hologram, you are a hologram. We look real, but in, in, essentially we are a projection of consciousness into this dimension of reality. I know that'd be, be difficult for some people to. That's cool. Just grab, we just had right? some people share it with their friends and then we just had some people leave <laughs> and it's all good. If you're here with us, share because you feel the truth. So <laughs> let, let's go. And so we can understand and we, we interact with the universe through images. Like when I ask you to remember your first day of high school, you can recall a memory, right? A memory will come as an image in your imagination, in your mind of the first day of high school. That I was image. nervous. I wore 40. <laughs> I, I remember I wore a 49ers, uh, 1994. Mm -hmm. Four, 49ers uh, were in the Super Bowl with the Chargers. And so I wore a 49ers sweatshirt. Bad thing to do when you're in San Diego. <laughs> I got some heat for that one. But you no, know, you're right. I mean, I, I really, th that was it, Jay. I really got hit with that memory. It was, it's right here, right now. So you can access information through holograms, images, right? So just as you recall that memory of your first day of high school, you can probably access the information. If you really sat with it, you probably already did of what it felt like to be there in your first day. Maybe you were nervous. Maybe you were excited. Maybe there was all these different things happening, right? 
So yeah. when you think about that memory, you're accessing information. That information then comes into your system that we call a body and into your mind. And then you, on a chemical level, are able to feel things, to feel what it was like to go back to that time, which was in the past, right? But the past, present, future yeah. all happen at the same time is what Dr. Wolf breaks down for us. So you're actually experiencing the past in this moment just by recalling that moment or that memory. So in essence, what we have the ability to do is use these holograms as a way to communicate with things animate, inanimate in the world. So what Dr. Wolf, in, to answer your question, what does he do? He probably closes his eyes. He probably doesn't have to close his eyes, right? Because you can also see memories without having to close your eyes. And then communicating it, you can do that silently or you can do it out loud by talking to it. And you can then hear if you're in your spiritual self, right? You're, when you take uh, your neocortex thinking mind off of line, right? And you get away from all the distractions and you're centered, grounded in your spiritual self, you can then communicate with whatever that thing is that you're trying to communicate and information will come to you. If you're present enough, you're in the moment enough, information will come to you based on whatever it is that you are asking or wanting to communicate with that thing. So essentially when he's talking to these molecules, it's telling him like, this is what we're here for. If you want this to come out of your body, this is what you need to do. It's giving you information. You just got to be present to it. So much to unpack there. Um, we'll link this in the show notes, but also I, I want to save time. So we talk about soul factory and flow state and heart math and intuitive, really counseling and coaching and guidance that you give to people. There's a lot there. So which one of these do you really want to go into first? Because the heart math is a tool that you introduced me to about three years ago. We, we've all heard of the heart math Institute. Right. Um, the flow state is something that Jamie wheel made really popular with stealing fire, which is also something that you do and that you guide people with, but also this intuitive counseling, this, this spiritual and practical guidance that you give to people um, through not just yourself, but also this company soul factory, your partner, Alan, which one of those resonates that we can go into next? Because they're all really powerful tools that guide people towards freedom so they can live their life free. Mm. Well, I'll start with Soul Factory because it can then point to the modalities and all the things that you were sharing in regards to heart math and flow state and whatnot. Okay, so Soul Factory was originally birthed when we were all in Costa Rica. Right. We're doing ayahuasca. Alan and I, you know, after one of the ceremonies is three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I turn to him and I say, man, this place is like a soul factory. And I felt him pop up and look over at me. He's like, what did you say? I was like, this place is like a soul factory. And then two weeks later, he sends me an email of a professionally done logo and told me that, you know, he filed an LLC and all of that. He's like, we're creating the soul factory. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) And for people that don't know Alan, tell people who Alan is and how you met him. So 
Alan is a dear friend and a brother and a really incredible comedian. Uh, well, he's not actually professionally a comedian, but he's just he's funny. funny. He is funny. <laughs> Super funny. So, yeah. Um, and I met Alan back in 2007 when I was a nightclub promoter and I had booked Beyonce to host an event that I was producing. And Alan has been working with Beyonce since that time. And so I met him because he was the, um, the tour manager for Beyonce back then. He's the head of global touring now and he runs operations for Beyonce. When they go on tour, they have 400 you know, staff, um, 400 person, person staff that he manages as part of you know, Beyonce's tour operations. Okay, so I met him back then. I handed him a briefcase with $50,000 cash in it because that was the booking fee um, to have Beyonce. Sounds like a scene from a movie. <laughs> 50 G's in a briefcase to get Beyonce to come to your event? <laughs> First time I held that much money in huh. cash yeah. right, in a briefcase and walked it up to the hotel room that Alan was in. I can remember so clearly the, the moment I knocked on the door and I met this gentleman. Wow. And, you know, we, we maintained our our relationship and contact over the years, but it was like surface level stuff that, you know, I email here, a text there, maybe, you know, and then I started working with Facebook not long ago, 2017, 18, I can't remember. And so I reached out to Alan and I'm like, Hey, I'm working with one of the biggest companies in the world, you know, and I'm, I, I want to bring the, the big guns out. Would you be down to come, speak and you know just be have your presence in the room and he obliged flew out he just happened to be have some space at that time because normally this dude is like jet setting here flying there meeting here do that you know what i mean and so that rekindled our i can't even say rekindled because it's not like we really created a, a truly deep relationship but it was the beginning of a relationship because he's been able to see me from nightclub promoter fully in my ego to starting to do the work to who I am today. He's seen the arc of Jay Brown, you know, a big piece of the work that I've been doing in the world. And, you know, high he has shared with me some of the things that he had been going through in terms of his own pain and suffering. He mentioned ayahuasca. I reached out to you, Josh, and in a conversation that was completely unrelated, which led to all three of us going out to Costa Rica to do ayahuasca together. And ever since that time, right, Alan did no drugs, didn't drink alcohol, didn't do any plant medicine, not spiritual at all by any means, but, we can't go in a conversation now just speaking to him today where, where he's not talking about some, you know, energy work that he's doing that he's, you know, charging crystals under the moonlight, but super in this experience of cultivating his power and his energy. And he told me today, he's like, Jay, I got some shit for you that I've been training on. And so he's, you know, on his own journey, right? And he sees that there are many people in the world that need some help as well. And so this is 
the reason why he and I have founded Soul Factory. And in essence, what Soul Factory is, it's is it's a matchmaking process, right? I was doing matchmaking in regards to people trying to find a romantic partner, but now I'm doing it in this regard where there are people that are seeking uh, help and a solution for their depression, their anxiety, their burnout, whatever the fuck it is that they are suffering from, and they're looking for the solution. One of the things that we have seen that's a big problem for a lot of people is that when they go on the search, the first thing they do, like most people do, is they'll go to Google, they'll type in, how do I solve for this? Google will take them to YouTube. They go on YouTube. They start watching all these videos. But then paralysis from analysis sets in because they watch all these videos and people are saying, you need to do this, do that, do this, do that. And also censorship, Jay. Uh, some of the terms that you and I both know, like psychedelics and healing and trauma and therapy, I was just here with a trauma therapist and we were looking on Google. Some of the key search terms are completely censored. So not only are people in the ocean of information like you're talking about, but also the real healing tools are being wiped off of Google because they're not pharmacological because you can't sell it through Pfizer. Yes, exactly. Because they can't, they can then control what you get exposed to, right? Yes. And yes. So people that utilize the internet, which is 99.9% of the world. No, not the world. Because right? there's, of course, many people. That right. Don't but access. Google's up there. But those people that are seeking that do have the means, they end up finding solutions that actually aren't the solution that's going to take them to exactly where they want to go in terms of finding the solution. Right. And the other piece of it that is so phenomenal to even like explore this. This is part of the work that I'm doing right now is that our belief systems, right? Drive us to take actions and make decisions. And if we are not able to get outside of the framework of the belief systems that we're currently operating with, we're not going to be able to actually find the solution that will work for us. That will help us actually transform and change the Albert Einstein's quote says is the best, right? You can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem. This is what is causing people a lot of problems. They could, you're only going to select things based on the framework that you currently are operating with. The solution for what you're looking for is outside of that framework, but it's in your subconscious that will take you to that place. But most people are aware of that. So What Soul Factory is designed to do is first, we garner all of the modalities that we have done ourselves, that we know have made an impact in our lives. First, we've vetted them, done the process ourselves to see, okay, what's the efficacy of this particular modality? This then uh, enables us to know, okay, is this going to work for other people? So then we put that under the umbrella of, of Soul Factory, and then we have a process by which we help people find the modality that is right for them by helping them find the answer inside of themselves. When I'm talking about it's in your subconscious, how to search for the thing that's going to help you, it's not us selecting for you. 
right? Like, I don't know the fucking answer to your problem. You know the answer to your problem. <laughs> but you know how to ask the right questions exactly. with, the, with the right modalities so that we can be the king of our own solution or the queen of exactly. our own solution. So this is, this is the big one for me, whether it's heart math or breath work or flow state or holodynamics or your own unique conscious relating or conscious relationship or any of the tool. You could go search on Google right now and be like, the top 20 most powerful personal development tools. And you could get them all in a PDF, but you still have to use them. And you still have to be able to see how they applied to your subconscious mind. And really, Jay, are wounding. Something something that ripped my hair back on a call we had before I left for Vision Quest, which inspired me to have this podcast with you. You were sharing with me about how you're coaching clients. And I was sharing with you about how I coach clients. And you said something that stuck to my soul, dude. You said releasing all the deep conditioning and programming that were not free. It's not about the tactics. It's about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. The tactical approach that so many of us have to healing, to doing the real work, it's not tactical. It's something so much more energetic. How do you do this in your current day work? How do you apply forgiveness both to self and with clients? Because that is so nuanced and so gentle and it deserves so much respect and love. Uh, It's not something you can get primarily out of a book. It has to be experientially learned. Ayurvedic medicine, as well as all the ancient and contemporary masters in health and wellness have taught us for centuries about the powerful benefits of apple cider vinegar. But what do we do when we want to take the ACV, but we don't want to expose our teeth to acids? Most people don't know this, but apple cider vinegar is an acid and prolonged exposure to acids can damage your teeth. So how do we get in the brain boosting, blood sugar stabilization, stamina, focused energy and healing powers of this ACV without ruining the enamel on our teeth. This is where it gets easy with our partner, Paleo Valley, creators of the apple cider vinegar complex taken easily in tablet form without busting your tooth enamel. Paleo Valley created the ACV complex to meet getting organic apple cider vinegar into your body easy, fast, and without having to tolerate the taste. You know, that kind of like, Have you ever done a shot of apple cider vinegar? I know a lot of people that literally just can't handle the taste. So this is all your organic turmeric, ginger, Ceylon cinnamon, and lemon on top of the organic apple cider vinegar combined with these superfoods. It's nature's way of saying you're welcome. ACV can stabilize blood sugar, promote weight loss, and improve protein absorption and digestion, as well as the big one, stopping heartburn symptoms. Heartburn symptoms are typically caused by too little stomach acid, not really too much. This apple cider vinegar complex makes getting this organic ACV into your body fast and easy and without having to choke on the taste of normal ACV. You can do this. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code Josh and get 15% off your apple cider vinegar complex. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code Josh to get 15% off your ACV complex. How do you apply forgiveness both to self and with clients? Because that is so nuanced and so gentle and it deserves so much respect and love. Uh, It's not something you can get primarily out of a book. It has to be experientially learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to figure out for yourself, what is the solution to whatever is ailing you, right? It isn't going to come from logic. It isn't going to come from a practical, tactical 
strategy that you create for yourself. It's also not going to come from feeling into it and using your gut intuition, right? It comes from being in what Dr. Vern and most people know this, like the spiritual version of yourself, which lies in between your gut feeling and the practical logical versions of you or aspects of you, right? So being able to put those things on the shelf, which is very difficult for, for a lot of people to do, is required for you to access that spiritual aspect of yourself. And then from that place, you make decisions, which isn't based off of knowledge. And I know that's like hard for people to even understand that because we have been so ingrained and conditioned to believe that the key to life and me making all the money that I need or finding you know, the, the health that I desire is in some book. It's out there. It's outside of me that I'm going to find this answer. When the truth is, the answer lies inside of you. Dr. Wolf said this the other day to me, which is like a reminder that as much as we see and perceive outside of us, right? The United States, you know, the, the continents of the world, the universe and space and the moon and Jupiter and all of that, everything that we see out there, there's just as much inside of us in terms of information and power, like an energy that exists inside of us. Yet we are going outside of ourselves for the answer. When the, the truth of it all is like turning inward towards ourself, right? And rem- remembering that the answers to everything that we are looking for is inside of us is the key to what you are pointing to right now. And that's for, for a lot of, it's simple, not easy. Ha, huh. ain't that the truth? And that's the, <laughs> that's the way it is. I just recorded a show here in Austin um, from my vision quest. I'll link that in the show notes. It was actually on Cal Callahan's podcast, the unlearned podcast. Jay, simple yet not easy is the most misunderstood phrase because loving yourself is simple. It's like, oh yeah, just love yourself. Just forgive. Just love yourself. Just forgive. Come on, bro. Love is all there is. But actually being that, like capital B, capital E, being forgiveness, being love is a lifelong journey to which you could not even try to reductionize, even if you wanted to. Why is that so? With all your science and all your practical, why is that so? Why is it so hard for us as humans to be love, be forgiveness when we read it in a book, what's the disconnect, man, that you see? Hmm. If you cannot command your attention, you cannot command your life. And I say this because the answer to your question is that we are distracted. Social media, what's happening in the news, what's happening with the pandemic, like our relationships, our parents, our relationship with our parents, like there's so many things outside of us that are vying for our attention. The brands that exist of the world that are trying to sell you some shit, right? Like all of these things are vying for your attention, turning you away from yourself right? As we just spoke about the answers for everything that you're looking for is inside of you. So 
when you turn your attention outside of yourself and towards all these things that I just, you know, spoke to, then you're not going inside of yourself. You're not going to that place that you are required to go in order to do exactly what Dr. Vern did to, to communicate with whatever he needed to communicate to save his fucking life. And it takes that much focus and attention going inward to do that. So if you cannot command your attention and bring your attention from outside and turn it back inside of yourself, that's why it's so fucking difficult for people. And the fact that they operate as victims, right? When we operate from a victim mentality, we disempower ourselves. And when you're disempowered, how the fuck are you going to do anything? How are you going to change your life? Got to take responsibility and own all this shit and just face the truth of what you are actually doing and not make it about someone else. Again, turning your attention to something outside of yourself is the reason why you don't have enough money or you haven't found the partner that you're looking for or, you know, that you have to wear a mask in the world. Mm-hmm. By capturing your own attention and bringing that back to yourself and focusing your attention back inside of you where all of the answers are, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can find the answer to whatever it is you're looking for. I can attest to what you're saying is truth because I've been with you physically as a friend, as a brother, while that process unfolded for both of us. I've also seen you in men's groups since 2014. I'll tell you what, man, it is an absolute joy and honor to be able to sit here with you and share this conversation because it's not something where I'm bringing on a best-selling author and I don't really know them. I just trust them because their work and their book is great. I've seen you do it with my own eyes. And this is why it's so special. And this is the big question. When you talk about disconnection from self and being distracted and being in victim story and all these things, from where you are now looking back, I don't think you're on the top of the mountain, but you're definitely up there. Like you're on the mountain right now. You, you lead a lifestyle that is promoting health and love and service to others all the things you have all the trappings of success right now, but that was not always the case. What was the narrative back in the day when maybe you and I first met each other back in 2014, 2015 or so, what was the program you were running that kept you stuck, that made you not free, that you unraveled, that you untangled? Mm. Well, it was, you know, I mentioned it earlier, which was, the divine God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call that intelligence that animates all of life. We're given energy from that source. Okay. What we do with that energy matters because you need energy to go do all the things that you desire to do in your life. Right. So where I got stuck is energy would come down to me. And I would immediately, instead of using that energy for myself, I would go give it to other people. Why? Because I needed their validation. I needed them to tell me how cool I am or this or that or the other. So I'm going to do all these things to get you to tell me this, wasting my own fucking energy, focusing on what 
they're doing and that, oh, this, this person, if I cultivate a relationship with this person, then he can introduce me to this person and that person and the other person. And then effectively, this will get me all the money that I will need. And then I will find that girl because I'll have the money. And then like, that's what's going on in my mind, right? This is what I'm using this precious energy for. Mm. That's the dynamic that limited me from actually fully stepping into who I am and having the energy, the magnetism and all of that to call in whatever the fuck I want. But Jay, who taught you that program? Like somebody taught you. You didn't, you didn't just learn that at birth. You didn't come into the world and be like, I'm going to climb the social ladder and one day be free. <laughs> you know, like you, you came into the world free. So who taught you how to not be free? Who, who was it? Um, my parents. Yeah. And we, and we send uh, them love and respect too, right? Yeah. It's not like we're demonizing these people. No, they brought us I into mean, the world. My dad and mom know that I fucking love them. Yeah. Right. They can listen to this podcast and they know they can feel how much love I have for them. Here's the thing though. Like our parents have no clue about all this stuff. Like what I'm, what I'm speaking into, like maybe my dad, my, I'm sure my mom probably knows on maybe like a subconscious level what I'm talking about. But all the shit that we're talking about in terms of like energy coming down and how we how it manifests into the world and all this, all these different dynamics and holodynamics and all of that, like our parents and our their their parents, they had no fucking access to anything that we're talking about right now. So how could they have known that as being a parent, right? Like this is what led to it, right? Like I was saying before, they have their own desires of what they want in their life, what they had been programmed with, of what life is about and what it means and how to do it, right? So their own will overpowers the will of that child because they tell you, this is how you need to do life. You need to go get this job. You need to go to college. You need to do this. You need to do that, right? We as little children come into this world with our own free will, with our own impulses and our own desires, right? And we say we want this, but our parents are like, no, you're doing this. No, you're doing that. Well, that happening over and over and over again over time trains that child to say, attention out there. What does this person want? What does that person want? What does this person want? Because this is what my parents want. So I'm now going to keep doing that as an adult in my relationships, creating codependency. Mm. And we don't even realize it, right? Like, let me do for my girlfriend these things, because if I don't do these things, then she's not going to give me love. And if I don't have love, I'm nothing. When you just, you just in real time, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just rock my world. Codependence, independence, never thought about 41 years old, never thought about that my whole life until you just laid it out right there. Mm. Codependence versus independence. Mm. Independence mm. lives inside of me. Codependence means I'm only free when I'm making other people happy. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Like, keep going, Jay. I just had to interrupt you there. <laughs> so, you know, unconsciously, our parents are doing this, right? They're causing us to turn our attention towards them. And then we are trained essentially to do that with other people. 
which then creates all these codependent relationships where now the energy that is coming down from the universe, I'm using it because if I don't do this thing for other people, if I don't focus on other people and what they want, what they desire, they're not going to give me what I want, which is what was happening with our parents. Like, well, I need to fucking eat. So I better do what my parents tell me to do. Otherwise it's survival based. I mean, it's very, it's like sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. It's we have to eat, we have to survive. Exactly. And so that essentially was the core thing that has been driving me. And I'm still, to be honest, working yeah. through this shit. It's, yeah. it, I've been training myself since I was li- a, a little boy, right? And even probably before that. And now it's taking work to like consciously because it was so subconscious, right? So automatic to think of others. What am I doing for them? Using my energy for them instead of myself, charging myself up, knowing that I actually don't need anyone. Not to like, who the fuck is that person? But Beyonce or whatever. Not not out of disrespect, right? At all. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm nobody in in the world. But to put people on a pedestal, which is what I was doing, right? And there's still parts of me subconsciously that does that because I'm like, well, if I meet this guy. And I have a relationship with this celebrity, then people are going to see me as this amazing person. And then they'll give me money and all these other things. And then, then I'll win. <laughs> but all I'm doing is reinforcing that program, that strategy of codependency. Mm-hmm. I need them in order for me to live the life that I want to live. Whereas now the change is no, I just need myself. I need to, invest the energy that I get into myself, feel fully into myself from that. And because I have that energy, I can feel good. And in that feeling of feeling good, that's how you fucking magnetize some real people that also operate in the same way. Because guess what? When I'm operating out of codependency with those beliefs, guess guess what type of people I'm attracting? The same ones. <laughs> the same type of people that are codependent. <laughs> yeah. They're also going to use you for the same thing. That's the fucking That's right. like, mind fuck out of it. It's like people, I and I know this consciously, right? They're only coming to me because they know I have XYZ relationship. And if I cultivate this relationship with Jay, then I could access those things that he has. Wow, Jay. I mean, so much there, man. But what hits me the strongest with that is like what I talk about on the show so much. And it's we we gather, we apply and we embody, you cannot use the LOA law of attraction or manifestation or anything else. It's funny, before we got on the show, I was like, Jay, I want to talk about self-love and manifesting love to self and manifesting relationships. And it's, it's woven into the conversation. But until we can learn to actually gather and apply and do the work and be willing to cry and blow snot bubbles out of our nose and bleed a little bit and really honestly, like look at all the ways we've shown up that weren't loving. And I'm talking full inventory, Mm -hmm. all the ways that I have contempt and resentment and hatred and bitterness towards others that gets stored inside my system on a cellular level. So if anybody is with us right now, that's like dealing with a health issue or you keep repeating these same patterns over and over and over again. Can, can you unpack that? Not just with soul factory and your work with holodynamics and all of your tools for flow state, but like how do you approach that with a client who's dealing with severe health issues or repeating looping behaviors that are not serving? What's the beginning process to even go in there with them 
and be like, hey, let's take the inventory of the for, the lack of forgiveness, the lack of love, the hatred, the bitterness that's actually making you sick. Yeah. Um, emotions. So the first thing that I do is I sit someone down and I help them get into a really calm state. Okay. After they get into this calm state, because they need to get out of their thinking brain, right? That that distracts them and their attention is going to get turned to the place that doesn't, that's not going to serve them. And so once they get into that calm state, <clears throat> then I ask them to feel the emotion that is most prevalent for them. That is also the most uncomfortable emotion that they're experiencing. So let's say that's anger or fear, right? When you break down that word emotion, you get energy that's in motion. And when you look at the word energy, what is energy? Energy is information. So emotions are carrying information. That information is what will enable us to understand exactly what is creating the ailment inside of us that is leading to our lack of health. And it also, inside of that information, the emotion will give you exactly the protocol that you need in order to save yourself and to bring your health back to balance. And what that looks like is essentially what we talked about with whole dynamics and what Dr. Vern did when he got injected with uranium, right? Your emotions have that information, which requires you to be present with those emotions, which is counter to what most people have been taught and conditioned, which is that when you feel anger, when you feel rage, when you feel fear, when you feel worry, you feel doubt, what do you do? You fucking turn away from it. That's what we've been conditioned. Yes. Right? Or Look you go to the bar way. or you watch porn or you buy stuff or you have unconscious sex. This world is literally Pinocchio's playground where you can just go to the <laughs> island and do whatever you want to get away from what's real. That's our whole society, Jay. It's set up to take us to the island. Put us on the ship. Exactly. It's unreal. So, so because most people do that, they don't get to access that information. But what happens when you actually turn towards it? right? Then with these tools like holodynamics, you mm -hmm. can turn towards that emotion, which has the information and you could use holodynamics. You can create an image that represents that emotion. That image is your access to the information. Cause just like you are an image, you're a hologram to me. I'm talking to you. You're giving me information. I'm giving you information. Same thing in our subconscious, our, our emotions we can have conversations with. We have to learn the language of our emotions in order to do that. Simple, not easy, right? There's, mm. But there's techniques to that. This is my work. This is what I do. Yeah. Is I then teach an individual how to speak to those emotions to access the information underneath them that can tell you, here's why you created this disease. And here's what you need to do in order to bring your balance back. Instead of looking inside of a book which is maybe the cookie cutter way for someone else that healed themselves, but they're different from you. They don't have the same 
DNA structure and all of the things that you come to earth with. So how the fuck is their thing supposed to work all the time for you? This is why going outside of yourself doesn't work a lot of time. And yes, there are things that work for people, right? But what would work best for you is to know exactly what's going to work for you. How are you going to know what, what's going to work for you? The answer is inside of you. Your emotions are one of the keys to help you with that. It'll give you the, the information in a way that you can understand it, right? It'll come back as words, mm-hmm. even though words isn't, you know, the way that you can communicate with the world. It's just one way you can communicate with the world. But this is the way that you can communicate with your emotions to access what you need to heal yourself and bring yourself back into balance. I'm just giving kind of an overview of what that approach is. It's succinct and powerful. And it reminds me of the book. I don't know if you've read it or heard of it. It's uh, Masaru Emoto. He wrote The Hidden Messages in Water. Yes. Literally. It's so interesting that we have become really victims of our own intellectualization here on planet Earth, where we think that we are so much smarter than Mother Nature. And we know so much more than Great Spirit. And we are continually humbled, Jay. But he he put this in the book and, and it's so powerful because he literally had cohorts where they would scream messages of hatred into water, like glasses of water. And over the course of time, the structure of that water would become sick. I mean, they could see it under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And then they would have jars of water where it was loving. And and if people don't know about this study, it's it's in Amazon or Google or wherever you want to get it the emotions that are coming out of us, uh, whether it's in a six foot radius or even quantum entanglement, the emotions that we're emoting, like you're talking about, they are clues to either illness or wellness. Mm-hmm. They're clues. Mm-hmm. So what, what does a detective do when we're, when we're trying to find a criminal? They look for fingerprints. Mm-hmm. It's like our emotions and what you do in your work, the, the emotional fingerprints leads us by clues down to what's really going on, the source of the pain, the source of the disease, the source of the discomfort. And it's so powerful in the way that you described it because it's almost like we're in the forest and we're looking at the trees. Meanwhile, there's all these signs of emotions that we could be following. (laughs) It's always been underneath us, right? Like literally it's underneath us in our subconscious, our emotions that give us exactly what we're looking for in terms of the information to heal ourselves. Yet the way that we have been taught is counter to that. And that's ultimately the work that I'm doing for myself, right. To free myself. And then by learning this, I then share it with others. This is what I'm taking my client Chrissy through right now. We just spoke about Dr. Moto today, (laughs) not a synchronicity. Everything that you're bringing up is like, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's wild, you know, to yeah, see yeah. how life unfolds in what seems like a coincidence, but it's just life leaving us breadcrumbs and talking to us in symbols and different ways, you know. What's one of the ways that, um, like top of heart for you, what's one of the ways where in your life you use your intuitiveness, your intuitive faculty to follow breadcrumbs that led you to gold? What's one of the ways? Um or one of the examples, one of the ways that you, could you tell us a story or, or yeah. could you flash back to a moment where you were like, wow, I'm so happy yeah. that I followed those crumbs because it led me to this. Well, I'll, I'll just share. I mentioned Chrissy, right? And the work that I'm doing with her. So <clears throat> she shared with me something that happened in her life. An assault, let's just say, okay? Something that she hasn't shared with any other human being. And 
when this came up for her, the emotion of rage was something that helped her attune to, right? When this rage came up, then it gave her, you know, some information about what she needed to do in her life. And she got stuck when certain pieces of information were given to her. And then she was like, well, what does that mean? And so I'm sitting here with, with that and with her. And what came to me was for her to ask for help, ask for guidance. And so I turned to her in that moment. I was like, ask someone for help. And what ultimately happened from that is that her grandmother who had passed away appears in her imagination, in her consciousness. And then her grandmother gives her information that she needs to confront her father, that she needs to do this work in order to heal abuse that has happened to many of her ancestors that she, Chrissy, wasn't even aware of until these moments. And so this is what she needs to do as part of the process, right? And that only came in order, and she got more answers from her grandmother, who, mind you, she had never had any communication with other spirits, beings, whatever you want to call it, until this moment. But this has laid the foundation and groundwork for what she knows she needs to do now from a place of clarity and awareness, which is exactly what we need in order to heal ourselves, right? Share with us, Jay, how you see wellness, because a lot of what we do in life, it either brings us closer to being well or it takes us away from it. So how how would you define wellness? What does wellness mean to you, Jay? Wellness is being able to attune to your spiritual self and follow its guidance to everything that your soul requires and needs to live a full, loving, and healthy life. Let that land for a moment. Rewind this entire podcast. Watch it at least twice. Jay, where can people dig into working with you, exploring Soul Factory? Where do they go, man, now that they've been inspired uh, by what you've shared? You can go to Soul Factory Lifestyle. Uh, You could find me on Instagram under the king of love. There's um, underscores in between every word. King of Love 1111. Um, that's the best place to, to find me and to interact with me. Shoot me a DM. My DMs are open. I'd love to have these conversations with anyone. Jay, thank you for being a brother, a friend, a colleague, uh, a warrior who's willing to do the work to look at himself so that he can bring that wholeness and that healing to others. So I love you, brother. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being here with us on Wellness Force. I love you, Josh. Love the work that you're doing. Love you as a a beautiful human being in the world. It's been an incredible pleasure having this conversation with you. All right, you guys, until Jay and, and I see you again, we're both wishing you love and wellness. We'll talk to you soon. This podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Organifi, the creators of the Organifi Gold, my number one turmeric lemon balm and superfood adaptogen bombshell that, trust me, will make you sleep like a baby. I know this because I use it on the regular. Not only is this one of my top sleep supplements I use personally, but also it helps my nervous system and my stomach calm down at the end of the day in the evenings, especially if I've had a stressful day. I know you have those too because you're human. (laughs) And because we're human, the best thing to do is take loving care of the human body, starting with quality sleep, not just quantity. This is gonna allow you to have the highest quality of life possible. So if you've been struggling with sleep, 
give this superfood adaptogen powder, the Organifi Gold, a test drive for a special deal over at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Pick up a 30-day supply, give it a test drive. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but no one's ever done that. As far as I've heard, 20% off is the biggest discount you'll find over the entire internet. We're grandfathered in. These savings are for you. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce. Share this with your friends, your family, and anyone who wants to drink the gold and sleep well. Thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.